0: We have a number for Studio A and Studio B, and best of all, it's free. Don't forget, carrier charges for your cell phone provider may apply, though, so check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712-432-6958, and Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio Freedom the number one listener-supported radio station in the world.
1: Welcome to Nightlight. I'm Barb DeLong, your host, and I invite you to step away from the mainstream and gather around for a time as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights. Covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Tonight I'm very excited because we are going to be going into one of my favorite topics, and that's past lives. Past lives are... Are a very important part of, of our realities because we are a, a a sum total and a result of the thousands and thousands of lifetimes that we've, we've had on the earth plane and probably other dimensions and planes too as well. Um, not sure if I've tapped into any of those, but I'm sure they're in there and out there as well. I've been fascinated with them since I can remember. I've often had dreams as, as a very young child of, of different times and, and, you know, I was looking at a time evolving in front of me and, and never really understood the true meaning of them. And I think it, it started uh, a fascination for history and the study of history because it, it was always past times that I was looking at and I, I thought, it must mean I was supposed to study the past and, and I did for, for, I can't tell you, but I still do. So it, it's a continuous journey. Past lifetimes for me are, are, uh, an amazing repository of wealth, knowledge, gifts, talents, tools, and explanations for a lot of the things that have happened to us in our lives. They create, they, they, they give us a deeper understanding of our purpose this lifetime if we go into them, if we look into them, if we sort of open to them. In my metaphysical studies that have, well, they started a long time ago, they continue to this day, the The inward journey that the spiritual allows us um, takes you to a place where where you do touch into and tap into the higher consciousness, which is of source the the connection to the crea- creator of all, the source of all creation, and it allows us to sort of share with this lifetime some of the occurrences that have happened in the past, some of the the experiences and the talents and the gifts and the tools that we have developed and that we have brought forward in time that we have access to if we choose to bring them into this reality and manifest within it and enrich our, our here and now with a greater vibrancy of life and excitement, light, joy, all sorts of things. They are not, past lifetimes, are not uh, just random lives that our soul has decided to play with. It's not like picking up pebbles on the beach and throwing them into the water and each one is a, is a lifetime. There is a connection it is a, it, it, you can you can look upon it as, a, as an amazing pathway. It is also a journey that our spirit has taken through time, through eons and eons of, of incarnations upon this and other planes. It is a series of experiences that are connected with the very fiber of our being as a spirit. And it is a journey to awakening, enlightenment, evolution, and and and, and eventually, uh, a, a connection and emerging with the creator, with the creator, the source of our creation. So each lifetime does have a message and a gift for us, and and we we carry this information with us, lifetime to lifetime to lifetime. And in in many ways, uh, you know, people are always looking for. Um, the vault of of time, or the akashic records, or you know, any they, they use many many terms for it. But but basically, we are the walking, living manifestation of, of of every past lifetime we've ever had. We are the history and the akashic record. We have it within us, and it's a matter of being being studious enough, being spiritual enough, being being Responsible enough to, to live our philosophies, to walk our talk, to, um, follow the golden rule. And in so doing, we open ourselves to what we carry within, which is a richness beyond comparison. It is a phenomenal, fantastic, uh, source of enlightenment for us. And it can be used to help others. Now, my guest tonight is James Luce. He's, he's an amazing man. I have uh I, I ran across him or we crossed paths about five years ago. And he and I both have what I would say um old school philosophies as far as mediumship, psychic development, channeling, past lives, uh you name it, if it's metaphysical, it's in there. We both studied for a number of years in the spiritualist church and because we had similar backgrounds, we we sort of began to work together and we have done spirit circles together and in those spirit circles we have contacted, um, with our mediumship to, to people's, um, loved ones that have crossed over and the other aspect of the spirit circles we discovered was sharing with people, their past lives and how their past lives are feeding into this life, and what what talents, skills, and gifts they have brought from those lives into this life that they can utilize if uh, it's appropriate and if they want to. Uh, we found that that it's it's phenomenal to work together, and and if you take any two people who are in this craft and and they are. Um, Synchronistic enough to be able to put their egos aside They build on each other's energy and and they are able to draw a greater depth of wisdom and a greater richness of material For the person that they are they are working with or working on Um, It's a very exciting thing to find someone with the same kind of background because today The field out there is flooded with all sorts of of Practitioners, everybody from a different, you know, everybody comes to the craft in a different way, and everybody studies it a different way, and everybody practices it in a different way. Just to sort of find someone that had a similar background was a thrill for me. Um, on top of being all of those things, again, he is a spirit. He is um, a Shakespearean actor. He treads the boards. He, he is theater is a part of his life, a great part of his life. He also teaches Shakespeare in colleges. and and in his spare time, he um, shares his insight, light and wisdom with people at, at psychic events and he does readings and he does spirit circles and he is a phenomenally talented man. And so I'm very glad to welcome you to the show, James. Thank you for being here tonight.
2: Thank you so much for inviting me. It's always uh, enlightening, charming, and magical to be uh, your partner on blo- on I was going to say blog talk. That's your old network on this new network of Revolution Radio. And Nightlight is a very, very special show. Uh, whether it is examining a book, an author, a piece of philosophy, outer space, interplanetary beings, Nightlight. Congratulations on Nightlight. What a great piece of philosophy in the modern world that really gives that needed perspective to people since our planet is all seems like recently our planet is always in chaos. And <laughs> yes. So congratulations because your your program <laughs> is so needed and so valuable and I love being on it. Thanks for asking me.
1: Oh, I'm delighted. I wanted to ask when did when did you become fascinated with past lives?
2: Um, they started if it, it was it was very long and gradual um since I was maybe five because I would see um i always i i would see Romans in the dining room we we lived in New Bedford and my father was in the coast Guard, but I would see Romans in the dining room and I didn't know what they were, and I would talk to my mother about who were these people in the dining room um that um that quite honestly looked like Quo Vadis on TV, you know. And, yeah. and, um, at first I thought the TV had taken over the dining room. Uh, but what really was happening is I have masters and guides, several from Rome, because Rome is a thousand years long. Uh, Egypt is three thousand. Uh, and I, when you are young, when you are before the age of three, You are very, very pure, and the soul is very near the surface. It hasn't been conditioned by all these ridiculous rules of don't do this, don't do that. You have to think this way. You have to behave this way. So uh, I I was really seeing where I had come from, but I was also – um, being met by my great guides and masters, and I didn't know this. I just knew that there were other people around, even though they were pieces of energy, but they were presenting themselves, as we say in mediumship, in um, as as Romans, and indeed they were, and I know who they are now, and uh, I didn't see the Indians so much or the Civil War um, soldiers. My, my wife has a... Uh, when, when she was here, she's in spirit now, so she's with me, but uh, um, she had past lives and, and would see the Civil War, but um, there are several lifetimes um, that, that present themselves, and, and that, I would say, is the first sign. The second sign is, when I was going through um, everything you said was so enlightening, the thing I would add is, it's about consciousness and subconscious and unconscious, and that which is buried within you coming out, because... As you have so eruditely said, we are the same soul. You know, we are the same soul for 7,000 years, 10,000 years, coming from different places in the universe, but many souls have had many lifetimes here on Earth, and we do reincarnate in groups, not all the time, but many times. Mm -hmm. Every soul's journey is unique. And I, I found that the study of past lives was a great boon and healing to me because I found there was a pattern in my life of being rejected. I found there was a pattern in my life of being programmed um, by the schools I was in, um, possibly um, by my mother as being a loser. And, and there was always a voice inside saying, but you're not that you're not that there are situations that have made you that way. And, you know, how could I know this? I was 12. Um, And to make a long story short, but to show what, looking at certain lifetimes does is um, I would pick up Roman books. I I would pick up one of the most earth-shattering books of of channeling was the novel Julian about the Emperor Julian the Apostate by Gore Vidal in 1964. And I read it um, when I was in intermediate school and high school in uh, 1967. And um, I absolutely got chills and started to see the book as I was reading it out of my third eye. Later, when I studied mediumship, this was letting me know that I was one of these people. These people were with me. They're not people. They're spirits. They're energies. But this philosophy filled me and gave me the courage and the hope and the redemption that um, I had many places I had been um, on earth. In philosophy, in spirituality, and that I was not alone, as you said in your introduction, you're never alone. And that's one thing previous incarnations teach us. And as we learn more, the question is, why are you here this time? And it's never what you think. As as you know from studying spiritualism and mediumship, the surface of the message is never... A- the key to the message it's really when you don't know what you're talking about when you go to the real depth of something that seems illogical it surfaces and it illuminates itself that is the real reason Uh, like why are you why did we reincarnate this time a lot of it has to do with lessons we carried with us and our consciousness is more elevated and we're trying to heal ourselves and by doing that we heal other people
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that that um, a lot of people out there were wondering, um, <clears throat> I want to repeat the uh, call-in number for the show. If people oh, are yes. interested in having a past life reading from James and I, we would love to do them. The call-in absolutely. number is 716-406-7900. And if you're interested in finding out if you were... Um, Oh gosh, a potter or a king or a pope or a priest or a gypsy or a way or a shepherd. or, a, I was trying to think of all of the different um, occupations we've seen over the years that we've done spirit circles. Give us a call and we'll we'll tap in and we'll give you a couple of your past lives so that you can sort of open up to the qualities that they bring. I think one of the the interesting things about getting a past life reading, is that it opens you up to other aspects of your character that you may not even be aware of. And, and that's sometimes... That's
2: so true. It, it's the subconscious. It, it is revealing your subconscious where you have urges and you don't know why you're, you are feeling what you are feeling. Exactly. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But yes, oh, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right.
1: And, and so, you know, sometimes... Especially when people are searching for their passions in life, for those those aspects of themselves that 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 would be um, the easiest, most beneficial, and the most joyful for them to sort of flow into. Often, it's it's interesting to get past lives because very frequently, what what was developed in one past life comes in as a passion this lifetime. Uh, people that that um, have been druids and and worked with with trees and forests and, and holistic, things. holistic things, often, often, often they end up, you know, being gardeners or something like that, so it's it's really fascinating to see how the past lives will flow into this life. We've got a call, James, 360-376, um, hi, you're on the air. Hi. Can I have Hello? your name? Hi, yeah. Yes, my, my name
3: is Linda, and I live in Washington. DC or state?
1: Washington state. Oh wow! On an island. <laughs> really, really up there. Okay, and you're open for past lives, I take it. Oh yes, please. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in, James, and then I'll hand her over to you, and you can see what you get on her energy. And you, Wonderful. And yes, yes. You, do you need her name again?
2: Uh, You start, and then I'll ask her, uh, Linda, correct?
3: Right. Okay.
2: um, Yeah, yeah, Barbara will start, but I'll probably ask you to talk, Linda, because we read on vocal vibration. Our guides and masters talk to us through vocal vibration. But go ahead, Barbara. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Thank you um <laughs> I get a great deal of healing energy from you and I'm taken back immediately into um I, I want to say it's the uh, it's Europe it feels as though it's it's northern Europe almost into um, the Scandinavian countries I, I feel that you I want to take you back about 800 years and in at that time frame you were involved in in healing and taking care of people you you were very into gathering herbs and stuff in the forest and, and you were very isolate. You, um, you had run away from home as a very young girl because no one understood you. And so that you you went immediately to the mountains. And, and that's where you found solace. That's where you were able to find peace. And, and that peace, you were able to discover you had an affinity for all things living that were green and, and some brown and some not. But anyhow, you, you were one who made elixirs. You were one who who helped people to heal from, from the earth. You were an earth mother of sorts. Uh, they looked upon you as a shaman. And, and you were you were honored by the people who lived in the local villages. You didn't like groups of people. You were terrified of groups of people. So people would come to you one at a time. You would help. You would share with what you had. You never charged, and they always left you with gifts, and, and you, were, you were cared for by the locals until the, the day that you passed away. And what's fascinating is when they buried you, a large tree, an oak tree, grew right out of your grave, and the leaves of that oak tree were used to, to make um, remedies for, for people in the nearby villages. They found that the leaves would heal them, as did you when you were alive, um, and, and that, was, that was an amazing lifetime for you. I want to take you back even further in time, and this time I want to take you more into the Russian steppes and in this particular lifetime you were one who who was very very good with the animals you like you liked animals more than you liked people actually and so you you were one who was able to to tame the wildest stallion to help animals inter intermingle with each other you you were you were you were absolutely valued by the tribe that you were in and in this lifetime you were male and you did not speak but what you did with your hands and your eyes was enough to, to let everyone know what you wanted, and, and there was a joy inside of you that was profound. And at, at some point in time, they discovered you had a voice, and and they they asked you why you didn't speak. And, and, you know, you, you signal to them that it was the actions that spoke louder than the words and you chose not to, to use words. Um, it was an amazing time for you. This lifetime, both of those qualities come forward with you. You have an affinity for living things. Um, I'm, I'm not sure you're as involved as you were then, but there is that healing aspect to you and people come to you with problems and, and you listen and, and it is your listening that helps them to heal. Not necessarily what you have to say, but, but but your listening enables them to hear the problem and see it from a different light and solve it. You you help many, many people. You are a kind, generous, giving lady and and animals animals love you. I, I don't know if you have animals, but animals absolutely adore you and are drawn to you as well. Oftentimes when animals are really drawn to people, they usually have allergies, but I speak from experience. I had had at 1.9 cats, and I'm very allergic to cats and dogs, but I will never be without them. Um, You've had a familiar, um, an animal who was close to you, who's almost like human, um, um, many times in many lives. So I would say that, that quite possibly this lifetime, there either has been or will be an animal that you are so close to, you swear that they understand you. James, what are you getting?
2: Uh, yeah, could you speak a sentence, please, just so I could pick up your vocal vibration once more, please? Yeah,
3: I had a beautiful little orange kitty named Pumpkin, and she went sailing with me for five years as liveaboard, and I felt such a strong connection with her. We were very telepathic. I knew when she'd be showing up, and I I was real, you know, sad when she left, but it was a beautiful transition.
1: Wow. Um.
2: That uh yeah, that that does make um perfect sense. The first life I get, which is very related and synchronicitous with all of Barbara's information, is um we're in the eight hundred ADs, uh eight hundreds in Europe and um you are a nun. Uh, but you're a nun not because of uh, the politics of the church or the rambunctiousness of the church, because the church itself is a warring entity. Um, you're there for protection. Um, but um, you have, uh, uh, as a novice, um, to very much echo what Barbara has said, um, you you have a real – Understanding of herbs, of plant medicine, of plant communication, um, as well as animals. Uh, but w- what you also had in in the order of the monastery, and I would say it's near the life that Barbara just talked about. This monastery is possibly in. Northern Germany, I would give you, you know, um, Netherlands, it's Northern Europe, it's it's Germany, it's it's Netherlands, it's across there. But um, in in it, there is um, a great um, childlike love and and joy of the purity of nature Um, because you saw a lot. Now, you know, we're in the dark ages. Uh, so the church is is the center of education, communication, and civilization. I mean, you know, we have um, Charlemagne becoming Ho- Holy Roman Emperor. You you knew all about that. I think that's 850, um, and you were part of that. But but for you, you're, you're much happier um, with uh, h- hugging trees, talking to trees, talking to the ancientness of the trees you know, which echoes and and reiterates Barbara's um, speaking of your shamanic gifts. But you're also, um, you have this ability um, to, you experimented with perfume. You were huge at harvesting flowers, but you talked to flowers. You have an ability with bulbs, seedlings, flowers, African violets, um, ivy, uh, all all manner of horticulture and uh, all all manner of botany. You are very... um, you were very gifted in, and then you would, uh, as an novitiate nun, because this convent, this monastery convent where, where you are, um, is, is also a, a, a center of peace, a center of education, and, um, you, you are, and, and the, keeps it, it is self-sustaining. So therefore we have all manner of livestock and animals, uh, for self-sustaining as well as farmland. And and you do have this gift of animal communication. Um, you weren't um, a model nun because the church is filled with all these horrific rules, but you're you were an incredibly spiritual being. And but the most important thing about you, besides these gifts, um, my guides and the white light of the Akasha is telling me, is you had a, a childlike playfulness, um, a toying, fun. Um, Silly sensibility, uh, which which drew children to you, and which created a lot of peace. You were very much disturbed because in the eight hundreds there was always civil war going on. There are always warlords that are battling. There are always vassals. There are always knights. There are always kings. There are always emperors, and um, you really did uh, run away from people. But uh, with animals and plants. And in the sanctity and and sacredness of of the convent, um, you you really did develop quite a culture of of healing and nutrition and animal communication. There is also a life that you had um, near where, and this is later, I want to say, something like 1550, 1650, near where you're living right now, and it is one of those tribes, um, which is uh, echoing also what Barbara said about being a shaman, uh, because you are you were excellent at animal communication, you were a female, um, but you were a senior female shaman in the tribe, here in the Yukon Territory. Um, And you can, um, you have a sensibility of predicting weather, you understand horses, you can call horses to you, uh, uh, for instance, your relationship with this cat. This cat is still with you. The cat comes to you in dreams. She curls up and is next to you. But you do have this gift of animal communication. And you understand from what animals would bring you um, in this one tribal uh, situation that you're in, they they would let you know. When the weather's changing, the anim- animals are much more and, and cats are much more psychic than we are. But you would get the messages. When is the weather changing? Um, when it, um, who is coming? Is there a war coming? Are the white people coming? Um, and, and you have a real um, understanding of all that. Uh, there was another live. Um, well,
1: James, James, yes. <laughs> we got people waiting.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. All right. Well, God bless you. You're very rich. You're very talented.
1: I'm very impressed.
3: It, it was spot on. I live uh, solo, and I'm wanting to bring in some help, so it's not just me, but I'm relishing it's just being me after losing my husband ten years ago so i'm I'm just wondering how to invite someone in or draw them in. <laughs> so I'm out there just doing what I do and just loving every minute of it, being out with nature and very isolating uh, you know solitude for a while
1: best way to draw somebody in is to not go looking.
3: Yeah, yeah. So um, hopefully soon. Yes.
2: And <laughs> By the summer, you'll yeah. have several people that are interested.
3: Yeah, thank you. And, uh, yes, I just keep positive, ever hopeful, and keep the vibration high. And I know all is on the way.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so I- much for calling. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Aloha. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, I'm not sure who's next. Um, let's go with uh, 425582. Hi, you're there. Hi,
4: my name Hi. is Judy, and I'm extremely curious about my past lives. I know virtually nothing.
1: Well, no, that's, now that's not true, because when we okay. tap into your energy we're tapping into, you know, that which surrounds you and that which radiates from you. So you're carrying it all inside of you. You just probably haven't connected to it. Um it, the very first first thing that, that I feel strongly here is that there are crystals around you. And there have been crystals around you in many, many, many different lifetimes. There is you have an affinity for the faceting of the crystals. There's something about you know, I, frankly, I can relate to this because if it sparkles, I must have it. But, but you have worked with crystals and crystal energy in many, in many, many lifetimes. Uh, I want to take you back to, um, and I'm terrible on ancient geography, so I'm going to sort of uh, take you into what I, where I see to Bangkok. That's an area I'm taking you into. And in that area, you were a merchant, um, and you 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 dealt in gemstones, you dealt in jewelry, you dealt in ornamental um, artifacts, and you you were constantly on the lookout for for stones and for crystals that that had different colors and different brilliance, and the more the more deep. In color, the stone was – and the more vibrantly alive it was to you, and so you were very attracted to the deep reds and the deep blues and the deep greens that that were brought into you. I'm going back to – I'm going back almost almost a thousand years. Oh, my word. And in this particular lifetime, you were male, and – uh, you, you you were a merchant. You did sell things, but the jewels you couldn't let go of because. <laughs> to you i wouldn't either um to you they they were magical to you they had a vibrancy to you they came alive in your hands and they spoke to you and they spoke to you of ancient wisdom of ancient insight of ancient times of when they were formed when the earth was just a burning mass of, of glowing molten whatever um obviously I hadn't read the bible um so 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 jewels spoke to you gemstones do speak to you today and and it feels to me as though you have this wonderful um gift of being able to hold things of beauty thing especially of color um it's interesting i don't see as many diamonds here as i see other stones that have the color it, it, it's it's the, the the white was not as as alluring to you in that time frame as the colors were and what you would do would you would take the stones you would you would hold them in your hands, you wouldn't grasp them, you would just hold them in your hands, and as the light hit them, you went into the stone and you felt the radiance, the vibrancy, and the color and often often you would you would hold the chakra colors the chakra colors in your hands, and it would in many ways um Clear your clear your aura, clear your chakras, bring in bring you to a place and a time of peace, tranquility, um, and and insight. You you were an amazing philosopher and wise man for your time. You were noted for your wisdom and your philosophy
3: for wow. your time.
1: And and the the colors are something that to this day you you resonate towards. You resonate towards the jewel tones and. You can you can almost um, adjust your your mood and and your focus by the colors that you're wearing. And you have exactly. too much. You have too much black in your closet, by the way. And and so. I don't have any black. Okay, I'm work. seeing some black in your closet. So.
4: Well, that might be dark blue. Those are my jeans. <laughs>
1: oh, okay, okay. I'm seeing. <laughs> it's a <I'm>, dark closet. <laughs> I'm seeing. So, okay. Um,
4: so. Well, I do so, have some black in a dress, but that's it.
1: Okay. Well, well, it's it's the colors that that resonate to you that enable you to be wise. And if you associate the colors with the chakras, you pull wisdom from those different chakras according to the colors that you're that you're shrouding yourself in. Um, yeah. If I take you to another, uh, I want to take you to China, and I want to take you back twenty three hundred and twenty years. And in in this particular lifetime, there there, um, it, it's really kind of fascinating. You 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 made um, prayer beads, and now China isn't famous for prayer beads, but but you made the beads, and you you you, you made them into into um, you could either wear them around your neck or you could you could hang them on your wrist. And this comes from India, but it's in China for sure. And you would string these beads, and as you would string them, you would put into them love, and you would put into them wisdom, and you would put into them courage for the soldiers, and you would put into each of these I guess we'll call them amulets. Maybe that's a better word for it. And you created amulets not, ambulance, not only for royalty but for the soldiers and for anyone that, that really came to you and said, I need help, I need something to hold on to, I need something to focus on that will give me something that will enable me to get through a hard and difficult time. And you, you had the ability to put energy into what you were making for them and, and directed it towards them so that when they felt it, when they touched it, when they held it, they were able to assimilate into themselves that energy that you put into the object. And it was, it, it was called magic at the time, but, but it wasn't as much magic as it was transference of your energy. And what was magical, really magical about it was it wasn't a one shot deal if you put love and if if you put loyalty if you've put truth if you put wisdom into one of these amulets it 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 constantly was a charger for the person it was created for anyone else could touch it and get nothing but for the person it was created for there was magic in it you have that talent now whether it's through knitting whether it's through creating a dish of some sort whatever you are Focusing on and putting into something you are creating, that energy goes into it and is transferred to the person that gets it. So people have to say to you, I would say every now and then, you know, when when I'm around you, everything feels so much better. You always bring a better energy into any atmosphere or or any uh, place you are. And and if you are writing, you will put it into your words. If you are creating, again, with food, the people that eat the food that you create, receive the energy you're putting into it. I want you to be aware of the magic that you have inside of yourself that you could use right now if you focused it. Now, you're not going to get rich (laughs) <laughs> but but I would imagine you're you're going to to find magic of sorts happening into your life all over the place when you focus your energy into what you're putting into what you're creating. This does not go for uh, this does not go towards um, silly things. But if you are creating something for someone, you will be able to transfer that energy, and mostly for healing. Love, abundance, courage, protection, wisdom, all sorts of different things so if you and and I do feel you very creative, so there is a creative energy here that is quite magical, and I would really encourage you to utilize it James
2: wow. uh, yes, could you um tell me your whole name and uh, just speak a sentence, please?
4: My whole name sure. <clears throat>
1: I'm first sorry, and
4: just,
2: last first and last is first and middle name is fine. <laughs> well, I I just I, I, it's nice to work through names. You know, my guides like to work through names and vocal vibration. So I just need you to talk to me for a minute, if you don't mind, or, or five seconds.
4: Okay. My name is <clears throat> getting over laryngitis here. <clears throat> my name is Judy. Uh, middle name Anne, Married name Groon, but well, I'm not married anymore. I have Three grandsons now, and I want my daughters to move closer so I can play with them. And I do, I did enjoy cooking very much. I enjoy knitting and pondering things. And the okay, jewels. Good,
2: good, That's great. That's great. Um, uh, I what I'm getting. Um, you know, um, my, all of my guides concur and agree with what Barbara has given you, but um you have um in the baroque era and the end of the 17th century as uh and in the 19th century um you are a um it's interesting you have you had were advanced as a female and at one of these times you were a male but um you have a great sense of justice and you have a sense of equality and you have a sense of great balance and harmony um um, Ur Uriel, U-R-I-E-L, Uriel is your angel. That's the angel of justice, of of evenness, of equanimity, of being even and fair with everyone and everything. And um your family realizes this. Um and this comes from being a magistrate and a celebrated <laughs> justice. Um, one time is the end of the seventeenth century, and um that is in that is in England. And actually, um, you were a female, but you were um, ran the office, and you were married to a magistrate at the end of the seventeenth century um, in England. In England, and is and the magistrate it was a
4: magistrate a judge? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's Sorry it. to interrupt.
2: <laughs> no, that's it. Thanks for asking the question, but that's it. You know, your, your I L is your angel. You are I E L, it's the white light of justice that is connected to you. Um, and you were the female behind this magistrate um, that um, really reversed decisions that um, gave a lot of equanimity to people, um, that, that gave honesty, that gave truthfulness, that gave fairness to people. Um, so you you were the, the reason and the great voice and the power behind the man. Um, because we're in 1695, um you, knew, you did know William of Orange. You did know um, Queen Mary. And uh, um, at, at, you made advancements um, in terms of women in law, uh, women interpreting laws, but you couldn't hold any positions. I mean, it was in those days, it was big enough for a woman to be able to walk on the stage and collect a salaries as an actress. But, but you made in court, in all the law courts and in the inns of court, um, and in the Middle Temple of London, you, you made you made great advancements of, of interpretation, but it was undercover. Um, now, you're, you're a gentleman, uh, uh, two hundred years later, um, and and you're a lawyer and you're a justice, and and you're a, a, a female. Um, but it's very similar. What I'm getting, it's similar to Merchant of Venice because there were times when you had snuck into um the barrister uh you, you know the the chambers of the barrister in a wig as a man um and,
4: and, and,
2: and this again is 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 in england but you're a woman and you are very much um intoxicated by the rights of human beings. So um, you are fighting the causes of orphanages, orphans, children, child labor laws um, throughout Europe. Throughout Europe, you're really fighting for causes. And, And that's what, as Barbara says, that's one reason why people come to you to solve their problems because they're no, they know they're going to get an objective solution. Keep trusting your backspace behind your spine in your heart you really do have this natural wisdom. Um you've also escaped in in um with this sense of justice and help of Royall. You you have um uh, I I think it's one of the times in China um I don't know if it's life Barbara was saying, but there uh, you have um escaped um interrogations. Um, you, you can make your – you have made yourself invisible um, and you can um, disguise yourself like go between walls, go between bookcases uh, when there have – when there's been terror, when there's been questioning um, because you have this amazing integrity and you've always held on to the truth and and um, the, the, so the, the side of God and light is that you have always been um, – fighting for people and ironing out problems um, in those two lifetimes. There was one lifetime in China when, um, as a man, um, knowing the truth, you had to sort of hide in the bookcase, hide in the closet, and and go between the walls of the palace. I think we're in Beijing, and it's like 3,000 years ago. I can't tell when. But um, you do have this ability to protect yourself because you have been so generous. Um, with all who come to you in in advisement and in counsel. So God bless
3: you.
4: Wow. I have to add a funny footnote here. My oldest daughter is an an attorney.
2: (laughs) It runs in the family. And it does
4: because I can still argue her down. (laughs) Oh, wow. Wow.
2: Those are several past lives. You're a magistrate,
4: yes. (laughs) This just cracks me up. I mean, this is so me inside, but I don't have much uh, place outside to work it out. So I spend a lot of time praying for people and, you know, going before God and saying, this is really not fair. We need to, you know, please do something about this. But can and I you ask used to do
2: thing? that? you used to do that in public, you used to do that as as a justice, as an assistant, as a clerk of court you have you are in touch with i l and and you're in touch with God, so yes, you're right, good, keep going. That's
4: too cool. my most recent past life, though what in the world <laughs> did I do
1: <laughs> Wow,
4: I think your most got...
2: recent one, your most recent one yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. do you have a chance or do you want me to jump
2: Um, I get that it was very mixed up Um, I get there was an automobile accident Um, I'm looking at the middle of the 20th century I think uh, or the first half of the 20th century I'm looking maybe from you know um, 1898 to um, 1932, 1940 I'm not sure could be the 50s I'm not sure um I, i'm not, I'm not sure, but it's the first part of the twentieth century and um there there was some kind of a railroad or an automobile accident and um y- you you did lose your balance in that life and it's no fault of yours um it, 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 it is it, it, you know, the lesson from that life the white light of the Akash tells me for you is the world you know world war one um you, you know the the Habsburgs, um World War I, all of that was turning, the entire world was turning upside down. And um, you're a creature of great order and Aristotle and fairness and love of all. And um, this modern age um, was too much for you. And um, it was hard for you to cope. And there was an accident that injured you. It, I, at first I thought it, it looks like a train. Um, but that that life kind of turned you upside down is what I got
1: Huh. See I, I got one in the seventeen hundreds, which was most probably obviously prior to that one, and in the seventeen hundreds, um it, it's really funny. You you were um the third child of seven no the third child of ten and you were female and you didn't speak. I mean, I, I don't believe there was anything really wrong with you, but, um, for the longest time you didn't speak. And when you did speak, you spoke in rhymes. Um, you had, you had such a, f- and, and you were well loved and cared for. Your family cared for you your entire life. You weren't able to marry or have children or anything like that, but you were a joy to everyone around you. You, you had the purest of spirit for some reason it feels almost as though um that particular lifetime you did not take on the cloak of another um the personality of, of or or character it was you were pure spirit but you were in a human body and therefore you were so kind so generous so healing to everybody around you um, you were treated as though you were simple, and the reality is you were not simple, but you were so pure that that of course that kind of energy doesn't mix in with society here
4: right.
1: <laughs> but, but but it was it was an interesting lifetime for you because you listened and you absorbed so much from people and in in many ways it was it was an, an unusual lifetime. Because you were, you were very cared for. You were certainly able to function and dress and, and walk amongst others and everything. But they thought that there was something wrong with you instead of there was something so right with you, they couldn't communicate. Because when we're, when we're in pure spirit, we, we, it's telepathic. Mm -hmm. So, so you could always, you could hear what other people were thinking and saying and seeing in many cases how they did not go together. And you were you were a very uh, you you learned that that it's people's actions, not their words, that tell you the depth of their character. Mm -hmm. And you have that quality now. You don't pay attention to the words as much as what someone does and how they do it.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's it's and yet today you still um, are the watcher. You still Mm would prefer to watch and listen and assimilate knowledge and wisdom and use it appropriately rather than stick your two cents in and, you know, have a spotlight fall upon you. You don't want the spotlight. You want to be able to observe, and you're an That's... amazing observer. Um, but you need to write this lifetime. You need to share some of the insights that you have gained because they are amazing.
4: Wow. Okay. Maybe I'll start writing things down.
1: Would be a good idea. <laughs>
4: well the, i the, I'm struggling with memories or dreams or whatever you want to call them and i it seems like it has to do with the holocaust Was, is that i mean if I wasn't here in that time frame, then I'm misunderstanding the stimulus
1: um i i I would say that the Holocaust is you know there have been many
4: well this wasn't German. This was the most recent one that I'm I'm thinking, but if I wasn't around in that
1: time frame, then well, it doesn't mean that you weren't observing it. It means that you weren't there. Oh, right. You know, when we're on the other side, we can always check out what's coming. You know, what's what's coming around the corner, down the down the down the pike, so to speak. Um, I feel strongly that that may have been what triggered your return to this Earth plane. Because okay, of
4: them. I either feel like I did the killing or I was killed, you know. I just it's that strong, and I don't know which. But
1: well, I don't, I don't see one there. I don't think okay. James did, but that doesn't mean that you weren't there.
2: That's true. Just, um, it... I you were around the beginning of it, okay. you know. I would say the beginning. I'm I'm not calling it the Holocaust. so I'm calling it like the National Socialist movement. So, I would definitely put you around um,
4: 1928.
2: Okay. Wow, you know, okay. um And I would put you observing that around 1928, And but um, you were disillusioned and broken, um, you know, by 1916, 1917, um, and then through the Weimar Republic, because the ideals of the previous ages, the justice, the equanimity, the generosity, the compassion were really dead. I'm uh, different, dead, fractured. And this yeah. affected you because you are very angelic as, you know, pre- the previous reading says. So this, this affected you. Um, and you did see it in the body happen. I don't get that you were a victim of it. Um, I, you were in some crash and I, I, it looks like a train crash
4: to me. Huh. Um, Okay, let's <laughs> yeah,
1: stay yeah, off I, the tracks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, well, it can also be, you know, it can also be illustrative of, you know, staying on the right track. I mean, lots of times what we get in dreams is symbolic to tell us something about the current time frame. Yes. And yes. when you when you see people being killed, oftentimes that doesn't mean necessarily the taking of the life. It can be a taking of a dream. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so be a little flexible, and from now on, actually write your de- write your um write your dreams down as best you can, and then go back and reflect upon them and seeing and, and try to apply them symbolically to what's going on now.
4: Yeah, uh, that's one thing I enjoy is trying to understand what the message is.
1: Yeah, well, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> There's well, always, I, it's, it's like an onion. There's always another level of understanding. Always, always.
4: That's true. That's really true. But I do get a sense of peace when I know I've hit it. It's like an aha moment. Oh, that makes sense.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. and if you want to, um, this this show will be archived on the front page of my website several hours after the show is over. If you want to uh, listen to it again and and take notes or whatever.
4: Okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this, and I'm just stupefied by this, but I can see how it, I mean, I still have those traits. They're not as strong as they were, but but yeah, I, I, I'm very much drawn to the gemstones and jewels, and I wish I had one big enough to put in my hand to make me feel better. <laughs> I can't find one big enough, <laughs> but anyway, thank you from the bottom of my heart. <laughs> You're so welcome, and thank you for calling. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye
1: bye. Bye bye now. James, we're really close to, um, I want to call it halftime, to taking a break. Um, We do have one person waiting and we will get to you right after the break. And for any of you out there who are interested in calling for uh, a past life reading or two, the number is 716 406 7900. Um, and uh, we will be back right after the break, which is, you know, I'm not timing this too well, but sooner or later music is going to start playing, and then we'll know we're going into the break. Um, very hard to kind of pace yourself so that you um, have everything come out to the to, at the right time frame, but, you know, I think it's fascinating when people call in. They are so open, and they have such a wealth of information inside of them that it's it's kind of hard to pick.
2: Kind of hard to what? I'm sorry.
1: To pick what life you're going to pull out and, and give to oh,
2: them. Oh sure 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 sure. Sure, but, um, for instance with, with uh, Judy, uh, you know she resonated with all those different lives, which was um, wonderful for her, I think. You know. Oh, oh yeah,
1: no it's it's um, it's amazing. We're going to be back in about <clears throat> three minutes. Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: necessary information to assist you in confidently living through just about any survival situation the survival and gardening off-grid living medical knowledge or even natural or man-made EMPs on your list of personal concerns do you have your documents and your personal information in a safe place in your hands where you know where it is well check out our preloaded EMP proof thumb drive
3: Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
0: On the go? Still want to listen? Don't have one of those fancy phones with too many buttons. Don't know what an app is? Or you don't even care? Well, we got you here at Revolution Radio. Now you can dial in 24-7 to listen to our shows. We have a number for Studio A and Studio B, and best of all, it's free. Don't forget, carrier charges for your cell phone provider may apply, though, so check with your cell provider to make sure. So ready? Here you go. Get a pen. Here's the number. Studio A is 712-432-6958. And Studio B is 716-748-0112. Thank you very much for listening to Revolution Radio, freedomslips.com, the number one listener-supported radio station in the world. narco syndicalist commune would take it in turns to act as a sort of executive officer for the week. Yes. But all the decisions of that officer have to be ratified at a special bi weekly meeting. Yes, I see. By a civil majority in the case of purely internal affairs. Be quiet. But by a two thirds majority in the case of more than. Quiet. May- I order you to be quiet. Look, you stupid bastard, you've got no arms left. Yes, I have. Look. As a fish wound. I don't believe I'm um, in such a display of courage, skill, nerve grace, and stupidity. I'll do you for that! you oh, what? Come here! What are you going to do,
2: bleed on me? I'm invincible!
0: You're a loony. The Black Knight always tramps. Roundtable Live, Monday through Friday, 1 a.m. till 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Bring your mind, bring your ideas, bring your voice. King Arthur had nothing on us. Here at Revolution Radio
1: And this is Nightlight. I'm Barb DeLong, and thank you for tuning in to Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. As was just said, the number one listener support station in the world. So please help endorse our efforts and airtime by visiting the station's support page and making a donation from station owner to all levels of management, the entire production crew, and every host. We all work without compensation of any kind except, of course, for the joy of being a part of a very unique and special station, one that supports a true sense of freedom. Any donation, even a small one, is greatly appreciated and keeps freedom ever-present out there for those who seek independent thought and new paradigms and philosophies. An amazing place to be and thrilled to be a part of it, to be honest with you. Okay, uh, we're doing past lives here tonight. Anyone interested in getting one? Number 716-406-7900. And we have a couple of people here that uh, are brave enough to, to sort of want to take a look into their past. Hi, Wally. You're on the air. How's it going?
5: Wonderful, Barbara. That rip reading you did the other night was just fantastic. It's, you know, I'm I'm sitting thinking of the things that you said, and and uh, it, it's just wonderful, and and I resonate with you, so I thought when you said, you know, call in for a past life reading, or you were going to do past life readings, I thought, well, I'll take the challenge. <laughs>
1: well, you know. We've we've never, to my knowledge, you know, said to someone, "Oh my God, you killed millions of people. You're a horrible person." Um, we usually find, you know, past lives that someone can resonate to, um, and and yet help to sort of enlighten um, the, the present. And and uh, I'm I'm going to start, and James will take a leap in after me. But you are you are so focused on home. It's amazing, and I keep. I keep getting pulled back into oh gosh let me see it's about thirteen twenty seven and I'm in um it seems like some parts of the country better than other parts here um you're you're in India and you are um uh, I gosh I, would, I I want to call you almost like a contractor you built things but 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 you didn't build just Dwellings, you, you built palaces, you built temples, you were, you were the person that, that nobility came to when they wanted to have a tomb built or, or something that would stand through time. And, and you had an amazing process that you dealt with. You would sit with, with your, your, um, charge, you would sit with what you have been charged with building, and you would sit there until you saw it in your mind's eye. You never drew plans, you worked strictly from inspiration, I guess is the best way to put it, and uh, I would say that, that there are um, there are edifices out there to this day, they're not in great shape, but but there are still buildings that, that you not buildings, temples, palaces um uh, celebrative um, types of you know um, you know this is this is a great war that we won and this this designates the fact that we were the victors type things. You you were innovative, you were inspired, and and what what is fascinating to me is once given a charge, you never slept. And many of the 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 things that were built, the the temples or whatever that were built. Took took you know decades almost to to create to to finish to polish to make pristine. Uh, you you had this aspect too that you were ne- nothing was ever completely finished. It drove you crazy when you had to walk away from something, but you would exist on very little food and very little sleep when you were in one of these. I call it a zone. Uh, but but you created magic. And and what what's fascinating is. That, that it came directly from your spirit. There was nothing that was thought out. There was nothing that was, that was you know, you didn't think about something and, and agonize over where to put a door or a window or whatever. It's just It just happened. And I guess you channeled the architecture, I guess, for want of a better word. This lifetime, um, inspiration is a true gift for you. When you have to do something, you can crank it out. You can work from this physical reality and, this, and, and whatever uh, frame of reference you have from this lifetime, and you can achieve things. But if you let yourself just flow, if you let, if you let the creative energy flow, um, what you create has, has, has a life of its own and is, is almost magical. Um, if I take you back, I want to take you back even. I want to take you back about four thousand years, and I want to take you back around the um, Phoenicians. Um, and and in that particular lifetime, uh, you were male as well. You were male in the past when you were male in the Phoenician life. You were um, a mosaic um, artist. You created brilliant mosaics. You used itty bitty little tiles that that were, um, you know, just so 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 small they were amazing but but you created um you created frescoes out of these tiles and some of the tiles in in pieces still exist to this day now you didn't do the ones that were in the bathhouses that were rather naughty but you did the pretty ones that were in the in the um in the atriums of of a lot of the palaces and uh, unfortunately, a lot of the a lot of your work had been destroyed because of volcanic eruptions and earthquakes and stuff like that. But, but when you were creating, you were in another zone. People didn't talk to you. They couldn't talk to you because you wouldn't respond. And, and it, was, it was a magical time for you. And you were, it, it, you, were, you were almost in a depression when you were not able to be in that creative zone because for you, it was a time where your spirit was able to really manifest within the reality and you created something that you knew was going to stand the test of time. When you're in one of those flows of energy now, it's very hard for you to get out of that zone because it's such a cool place to be. And, and, and as one who has a few artistic little genes here and there, I know exactly what it's like. And and you, you really live for those moments when that inspiration hits and you're able to go into that place inside of yourself and just celebrate the magic that flows through you. And you know when the magic is there and you know when the magic isn't. And there are times when you will put off doing a project until you feel like the magic is, and you don't call it magic, but, but it is indeed magic. And those, those tiles, those mosaics that you created, if you go back in, in, and Google some of the ancient tiles that have been found in that were Phoenician in, in, um, in, in source, you'll find you, that you resonate to several of them. It's really quite amazing. James what are
2: you getting? Uh could you could you speak please so I could pick up your voice just say your name say anything please.
5: Uh, James I resonate with you also and Walter Charles is my name.
2: Oh great okay. Um You've been uh uh um um, next to this Indian life, I want to go to – it's the wrong name. I want to go to Burma. I want to go to ancient Burma, uh, Siam, Thailand, Malaysia, uh, Singapore. And when I say ancient, um, I want to look at uh, 2000 B.C. and then uh, we, we also want to talk about 1000 um, B.C. and, and then um, 1000 uh, A.D. Um, you, uh, you've been a doctor, uh, uh, and and you have this, um, as Barbara said, this amazing intuition and ability to care and heal and love the family. But the thing that was um, fascinating and rebellious about you in ancient times is you were, um, um, you know, childbirth used to be strictly women, and it was the doula and the midwife and women were birthing this baby. And you were, uh, you were, an ancient form of obstetrician you were delivering children um and you had this amazing um spiritual pull of pulling a new soul um out of a body when it was time when the gestation period was over you have this ability to nurture and to care and to cradle um and to foster new souls uh or or um When we say new souls, I mean new bodies that have old souls in them. Um, And you were um, an amazing uh, doctor because you um, saved the lives of um, mothers and and women as well as children, um, even suffering from malnutrition. Um, But they show me it was done through your faith and – the directness of your energy and and your powers of unconditional love and your healing powers of of um, and in between them you you have lifetimes that are uh, are really illuminating the fact that you're um, you're a great father figure in other words and it, it, the real family is spirit so this is not biological families but this is um, you are the father advisor to uh, boards of directors you're the father advisor to other families. You're the father advisor to your own family. Um, but um, you were this traveling doctor and um, your other uh, in in Myanmar, I want to say Burma, Thailand, um, you worked for the court, you worked for generals, um, you were amazing at delivering children and saving people's lives and especially wanted by the courts in the Far East because the whole point was with the royal family it was you know the queen the king must have a son the queen must have a son we must keep the royal line going and um there was a lot of infant death going on at the time and there was a lot of um the death of the young queen and you were very instrumental in saving lives you were very instrumental in saving lives and and in um nurturing and raising young souls uh, and the other part of you is is a bit um Ritualistic, um, you you would uh, in in terms of uh, Buddhist meditation, Buddhist ceremony, but also um, I think I'm looking at um, channeling and worshipping of Krishna in India. You could uh, really get involved in the fervor of religious rite and ritual um, when when calling in uh, healing energies and healing guides in temples. Uh, So as Barbara said, you designed the temples, but you were also a great practitioner, and you have all of this enthusiasm in this life um, that comes out of your heart. Your heart chakra is incredibly open, and um, you have all of this healing, teaching energy, um, at which, which made, in the previous lives, governments were very much in, uh, demanding you and paying you lots of gold, which you gave away, but you, know, you did save <laughs> lives. You were the expert of childbirth. So God bless you.
1: Yeah, I want to throw. I want to throw one more in here. I want to take you back ten thousand years. Um, maybe I want to take you back more. I want to take you back. Of course
5: far back is what you would like.
1: I want to say fifty thousand
5: years. Okay.
1: And um, I feel that that there is a. I'm not going to call it Atlantis. But it feels like it might have been called Atlantis, um, that, you, that you were um, a priest on an island and um, you did, um, there was a, an eruption and you did take some of your people and you did sail off and found a mainland. I And the reason I'm not going to call it Atlantis is because I don't want to buy into that. Um, I see an island, I see you with a group of people, I see you taking them from, and from from a temple, you were a priest here. And what I find fascinating is that you did take them to a land in which there was a great deal of sand, and um, it, it feels as though it was your voice that led them. It was your voice, and the tonal quality to your voice that resonated inside of them. And what's fascinating is during that time frame, it was a telepathic um, transfer of energy. And with, with whomever you, can, you encountered in the new place where you landed, um, you were able to speak to them too. And what was fascinating was you would speak in the dialect that you and your people spoke, and yet when the people heard you, the other people heard you, it was in their tongue. So you were able to communicate with people in their tongue through a telepathic energy. Um, during this time frame, I, I see and I feel that people looked up to you. And and the, the people that were with you were, you know, were, were um, they weren't. They were followers, they were compatriots, they were equals to a certain degree. And so there isn't the looking up to. And, and the more I keep hearing, the more I, I am suspecting that you were a, a giant. So um, it, it feels as though you went into a land that that, um, that that was in comparison to where you came from, very primitive, and yet you gathered a people around you and created a culture. And within that culture, you were, you were, people respected you greatly and at some point in time worshiped you. Though you never said or felt you were a god, you did help people, you protected people, you did not allow war, you did not allow conflict. And it wasn't that you, you know, you punished people or anything, it was just that your voice vibrated on such a peaceful resonance tranquil uh vibrancy that that people lived in peace and it was it it took a long time for people to realize that they really were speaking different languages and yet they understood each other and everyone understood you and i do feel that that you um Ruled, if for want of a better word, because I don't feel you set yourself up as a king or a pharaoh or anything like that. But but you were the respected leader, shaman, counselor, whatever. And I don't. I I get the feeling from from what I'm seeing is that there were decades and decades and decades and decades in which it was peaceful. It was a productive society. It was a self. Self-supporting society, you taught them irrigation, you taught them how to plant, you taught them how to build, and I'm not going to fall into the pyramid stuff or anything like that, uh, but, I, but I do feel that, that you, 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 there is no record of your passing. So I don't know if, if during that lifetime you simply moved on to another area but in in the region that you settled, there are still ruins, and i'm I'm talking Africa, I think. Um, Africa, that's close to Egypt. I don't want to fall into Egypt. I just don't want to. I don't see pyramids is what I'm trying to say. That would be logical, and that would be an easy. Let me hook it into that and make it all simple, but it's not simple. Um, there I think I'm in Africa but in a desert part of Africa. And, and I do believe that there are still remains of the society that you had there, the, the cities that were made, and, and yet it seems to be a dead language so that there's, there is a record, but it is not readable. Fascinating. Your voice today resonates. Your voice today carries a message that most people don't hear. But, but you know, that old saying of those with ears to hear and eyes to see? You're touching the right people, and and your your message, whatever it is, is getting out there. Okay,
5: Barbara, I think my voice has traveled with me through my lifetimes. Um, I yearn for an island. I I wear a 4.25 carat Burmese ruby that has been passed on from generations. I don't know how many generations. I'm going to say five, six, maybe that I can, and it came to the firstborn and my brother who was firstborn died early, so it was handed to me, Uh um, the heartstone, and I'm holding a four-inch crystal with the heartstone touching it as you're doing the reading, and I am resonating with everything you're saying. I, I feel, I was always wondering as I'd grown up, you know, that I wanted to be a priest, but there was just something in the Catholic faith that I just could not do. Uh-huh. And it's just, it, it is amazing of what you're saying, and I just, I'm feeling it. Um, I a friend of mine that I knew 15 years ago, her name was Shirley Smith. She was a automatic writer. She could not drive because she had a TV. She read a past life and she brought up Templars. Um, But there was always a power of position throughout my lives from what I'm understanding. And I don't push it now, but I do find people either like me or they hate me. And I do have people follow me. I do believe it's probably jealousy more than hate. Um, Probably. And a shaman, every time I worked with the Native Americans, I was always greeted as a shaman from other shamans, didn't understand it. Um, But now things are, are very clear. And, James, thank you very much. Um, blessings to both of you.
1: Well, thank you for calling.
5: It's a wonderful – I am definitely going to stay in touch with you, Barbara. And I'm glad that this is going to be posted because just like – was the last one posted with when you were on with AMAD?
1: Um, when you did uh, Rip, I didn't get the uh, – I didn't get the um – I didn't get the recording,
5: no. <laughs> okay. okay, well, you know, maybe that's not supposed to be, but you know, there's just so many things that have been in my life that I did, un- I understood, but I didn't understand. And each day today as I live, today was a wonderful day. I helped out four people today and I didn't know what I was going to do, but My day was guided for me today, and I did very well in the the four missions that I did do today.
1: Very cool.
5: Thank you, Barbara. Thank you, James.
1: Thank you.
2: God bless.
5: God bless you guys, too.
1: Okay. Um, All righty. Again, the number is 716-406-7900, and we've got 916-607. Hi there. You're on the air.
3: Hi Barbara, this is Nancy. How are you?
1: Nancy, I'm just fine. Oh great, and welcome to your new station. I'm really excited for you. Me too. Me, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, um, it's really funny. It's, it, I feel like I'm playing with the big, big boys now, and I don't quite know all the rules, but <laughs>
3: <laughs> change is good for the spirit, though. It oh, away.
1: it's you know something i I tell people all the time change is good, it's always good except if it's in your pants and you have to get bigger ones but um <laughs> <laughs> but, but change is always good it 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 uh, wakes you up it it, it uh, makes you a little more cognizant of what you do and how you do it, which is a cool thing and um, right. I can't tell people to be excited because they have to go through change if I can't be excited and go through change as well. So, are you ready for past lives? I am ready. Okie dok. Um, the first one that I get from for you, and, and it it's really it's it's amazing. It's in um it's in India and it goes back probably a thousand years. And um, you were you were born into a very poor family, uh, but you were beautiful, and you had a beautiful voice. And um, apparently, it was it was tradition in the town you were in when when someone was born that was gifted and talented and beautiful that they were they were checked out by by the um, emperor Shah, whatever they called him, caliph or whatever. But anyhow, you were. Um, Purchased by the palace, and you were not put into the harem, but you were trained in, in music of all sorts. You, you played a string, you were taught a stringed instrument, and between the string, it was lyre-ish. I don't know whatever instrument they have that looks like a lyre is what you played, but it had strings in it, and you played it, and you played it beautifully. And you sang and accompanied yourself, and uh, much as David, when he—I don't know if he played a harp or a flute—but but anyhow, you, your music was was said to be able to, um, to to calm the savage beast, to quiet tempers, to bring peace and tranquility to, to the spirit, and and you were you were valued and treasured by the the court because um when whenever there was anger or there was violence or anything that was going on you were brought in and you were able to bring peaceful uh a peaceful energy into the into the environment so that, that things could be worked out so that during the time that you served in the court um, there were no wars because your music always brought peace into the arena and people were able to work things out you did not marry in that lifetime uh, you, you were more dedicated to your music and you it was almost as though you were in a religious order uh, you were honored you were treasured you had um, you had rooms in, in of your own and and nobody bothered you you were constantly it was a lifetime where you could follow uh, a, a gift and allow it to, to manifest in, in the greatest of ways possible and you were you were someone who would would walk the streets and and, and go into the poor houses and go into the orphanages and play your music and and it, you would trans Transfer, tra- not transfer. You, they would be transcendent because of your presence and be able to see a more positive direction to go. So that, so that you were, you were truly, truly magical. You lived a very, very long time. You, you, I, you were really old when you died. I, I can't, I can't. I have no way of figuring out how old. But, but you lived a very, very long lifetime. This lifetime, you do have gifts similar to this. I'm not saying you have to sing or play a lyre, but, but you, your presence does have a sense of peace and tranquility. And, and around you, there is usually a peacefulness that nobody can understand. It's like you're a, a living Himalayan salt lamp. Um, that the, the changes the energy of the environment and allows people to see reason and peace. It, it's a profound effect you have on people. I want to take you um, – I seem to be stuck in that part of the world. Um, I want to take you uh, again. I want to take you back. Huh? I want to take you back to about – I take you back to the the times of the uh, of the um, Crusades, and it, it I feel very strongly here that you were a male in this lifetime, and you were a nobleman, and you <clears throat> heard the call, and I think it's the it, I think it's the Children's Crusade, and you 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 went off to battle, you you left your your estates and your wife and your children. Who you did not allow to go on the crusade, I might add, um, and you went to help protect and, and to and to help be a part of the company that that escorted them. Um, you you were a trained warrior, and and there's a sense of justice and peace that was imperative to you, and you you had to go, you had to fight, you had to you had to you had to protect the children, and you, and you had to be be there on the front. It was important for you to do battle. You did die on the battlefield, but but you had such purpose, and and that that same purpose is in you this lifetime. You fight for the underdog, you fight for 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 fairness where there is none, and and you will sacrifice. Um, you, you're a very quiet person and you're a very genteel person, and yet if if something is so out of sync, the 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 everyone can see it you will rise to the occasion and you will absolutely um scare people with the ferocity that you have inside of you very few have actually seen it but 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 you when you absolutely um feel that there is a wrong that that has to be righted or drawn attention to you will find ways to draw attention to whatever it is and and to help help justice be um, met out to those that, that, that are, are you know the, the not the victims but the causing of, of whatever difficulty there is. There is an amazing quality to you that that does bring peace and tranquility but sometimes the warrior in you has to come out and has to be the one that sort of um, pushes the cards so to speak so that something happens. You 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 fight for causes. You are an amazing person, and you don't care if it feels as though it's a losing battle. The important thing to you is that your voice is heard, and you make your point, and you 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 help to bring, in many ways, um, justice into places where it might not be seen if it weren't for your your um, your. I, 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 it's almost like I'm seeing a little teeny flea and and as small as a flea is it can cause great damage to a huge animal and you're like the flea that you'll do little bites all over the place to irritate until there's an infection until there's something that can't be ignored and and you're amazing in how you place your words and your and and your subtleties because you really have greater impact than almost anybody around you notices James what are you getting
2: Could you please uh, say your name and and speak a sentence so I could just plug into your vibration, please?
3: Okay, certainly. uh, My name's uh, Nancy Carroll. Excuse me, my voice is getting a little hoarse now, but um, I'm really looking forward to having a colorful reading from you. You do amazing readings. Oh,
2: yeah. You. I, I, I get about uh four lifetimes it's it's interesting you um your soul has incarnated into the same archetype um uh i want to say in um four different centuries um you you have um there's this one in in the land of Wicca when I say wicca is is the predominant um Religion against Christianity in the um oh you know twelve hundreds um eleven fifty twelve fifty um but you you are a wise woman and um and you are um in in the greatness of wisdom um and and in solitariness but uh in in just um uh theatricality um you're you're have living in a tree and um you really are um a spell caster and um uh y- you frequent villages and um the amazing thing is you have this ability to create peace so um with all the other practices of um calling in the nature spirits and uh, that are part of wicca calling in the nature spirits calling in the other deities um your um uh, w- what uh spirit is showing me in in this life between 1150 and 1250 uh besides being a wise woman um and um someone that reads and gives advice and uh really does read people and um cast spells um out of great love you know and and great great wisdom but there's also um a great clownishness in you and um and silliness and and frivolity and um uh, it, it you know we are in the middle of the dark ages, so we're in the age of guilds and miracle plays and mystery plays, and um, festivals in the middle of the town. And um, you're a great part of that. You're a great part of that in in terms of design and organization. And you teach. Um, you you teach you teach um, spell casting. You teach herbology. You teach plant medicine. Um, you teach the use of, of animals um you're a healer, but what you really are is is teaching the natural elements in the weather uh and um but in in terms of festivals and local pageants um you're a great you're a great organizer and part of this is your humor you have a real um infectious um ability to plan to organize to have fun uh, to be silly uh, to be um, uh, very mirthful and um, you were that the similar position I uh, want to say but back possibly um, in in the uh, when Rome was dominating northern Africa you were in central Africa doing the same thing um you you're a great um civilizer in in the um in the social fabric of villages and nations in central africa you, because you have this um this humor and this lightness of heart that um gathers people together and does calm them down and changes their mood um, you're, you're that silly and you're that funny, and yet you're magical. And uh, the most uh, important present message I'm getting for you is, is with, the more you think you're just saying silliness or, or uh, funniness or teasing, um, the greater the truth is and the bigger the solution is. Um, your lightness is, is, is divine. Um, and uh, there have been a few lives that this has gotten you in trouble. And, um, Mongolia is one, Russia is one, and, and what it has done is you've been in prison because, um, and, or you've been in, in an asylum because people did not understand you. And, um, that is in your soul and that will leave you, but it's, it's the fact that wisdom such as yours and, um, and insight and eccentricity, it's healing to most people and you have this ability of attracting to you the people that will be helped. But, um, it, you were, um, in the Romanov dynasty for the thou, a thousand years. You have a life in Russia under the Romanovs where you, you were in prison and then, um, when you got out, you still didn't change. You know, you still didn't change. You were on the shtetl. You, uh, were very into Russian mysticism, you know, of the Orthodox Church as well as, um, um Jewish mysticism um you and uh you've always been very in touch with spirit but you know you're a preacher and a teacher and a conjurer in a really good way and a wonderful healer but um uh, if you feel in this life when you get going um and and there's all of a sudden a pain or a block or something inside you or outside you it, it, it's all right goddess with you because you, you have been imprisoned before because you speak too much truth. Your, your humor is infectious. And there have been people that are jealous of you. But keep going. I mean, you're a wonderful conjurer. And you're completely, you have been also, um, in all of these lives, an entertainer. You know, you're an organizer. You're an entertainer. You're a spokesperson. You have this glee and this joy of fun. So God bless you.
3: Well, thank you so much. I mean, that was amazing from both of you. I mean, you have my character down totally.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you you, want to listen back to this, the archive will be on my website a couple of hours after we're done. And that's BarbaraDeLong.com, and you can listen to it over and over again and take notes if you want to. Okay, I sure will, and thank you again so much. Thank you um also you guys um if you want to get in touch with james James what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? I'd rather not give your phone number out but i i i would like to give your if you'd give your email out so if they want to get a hold of you they can get get a hold of you that way oh
2: certainly the email is lowercase j a m e s dot l u s e at gmail.com so it is my name lowercase with a dot between the first and last name at gmail.com but I do spell my last name l-u-s-e because most people make a mistake and they want to put a c but it's j-a-m-e-s dot l-u-s-e at gmail.com
1: okie doke and if you can't get a hold of him that way uh, go through my website and I'll be happy to pass, pass you on to him Okay, we've got 707 up now. Hi, you're on the air.
4: Hey, Barbara, is Viking.
1: Hi, Viking, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Couldn't be better. Couldn't be better.
4: Just you wanted to for, call in and get...
1: Get a past life or two?
4: <laughs> please, please.
1: Sure. Um, I there, there's, there are a lot of really interesting past lives here. Um... And, you know, usually when we do this, you know, there there's so much to pick from; it's tough. What what I'm seeing here is is um, I want to take you back 10, 12,000 years. Uh, I want to take you back to to Greece or Rome, so that we're 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 way back there. And you were a wise man. You um, were a philosopher, and you 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 taught philosophy. And, and, and it's really quite fascinating. What you were teaching literally were the universal laws, were the cosmic, um, the cosmic wisdoms that, that are carried, you know, within each of us. And yet at that particular time frame, you would, you would wander the countryside and you wouldn't go into towns, but you would stop at the outside of the towns and the people would come and bring the young boys out to meet you. And, and if you felt that, that one of them had the potential for being able to learn the wisdoms and share them, he was allowed to 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 wander with you. And and uh, you usually would take only one from a village, and, and it was an honor for them to be able to follow you, to learn from you. And you taught as you walked, and it was really phenomenal because you would, you know, sit under a tree and you would talk to them about the universe. You would talk to them about... The source, creation. Talk to them about all sorts of amazing things. And and as they got to a certain age, you would tell them they could no longer walk with you. They had to they had to start wandering themselves and teach as you had taught them. So you were the very beginning of a of wandering philosophical organization. Um, if I take you back even further, I want to take you back in. Um, Egypt. I want to take you way back in Egypt. I want to take you back to the kingdom before the kingdom that we call ancient Egypt. I want to take you way back. And and during that time frame, you were an advisor, and um, you were an advisor to nobility, to the pharaoh, or what 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 was the um what what was it what was the equivalent of the pharaoh at that point in time? I'm not sure they were called pharaohs, but. But you were the one that whispered in the ear, um, peace and tranquility. You were the one that, that that helped the pharaoh to to rule with yes, an iron hand, but with kindness and compassion. Um, and you know, it's really funny. I want to come forward in time all of a sudden, and I want to put you in with Akhenaten. You were an advise. You were an advisor to Akhenaten, and. Um, it's interesting. You taught the mysteries of this world, but knew the mysteries of other worlds, so that you were in many ways an interdimensional being at that time. You were reaching into not only this dimension, but other dimensions and bringing in the wisdoms of them, applying them to this time and helping to create a culture that that had wisdom and knowledge and Compassion and trust and love in it. Um, your lessons didn't, unfortunately, were destroyed when when all of Akhenaten's stuff was destroyed. But but you were there in. In the in the um, capital that he built, and he, and you were saddened when it was destroyed, and you went out into the desert, and I don't, I, I guess you just wandered until it was your time to pass into other dimensions. But it was a, it was a time of excitement for you because you were tapping into a dimension that was not of this world and bringing information through and sharing it, and it saddened you greatly that the people weren't ready to listen to your words. Uh, James, what
2: are you getting? Well, I love the fact you mentioned Ignaten because um, he's a great hero of mine um, because he changed everything in the middle of the Middle Kingdom. Um, and um, uh, I, I, I see you there, too. Viking, could you uh, speak a sentence just so I could go into your vocal vibration, please?
4: Sure, James. This is the Viking. Um I'm not sure what to say here, but uh yeah,
2: that's fine I got you i got you um i i i i see this um ability in um the middle kingdom, but also um, you're not you' you're not violent and you don't destroy things, but you have um a propensity and a penchant for decorative weapon- weaponry. weaponry. Um, uh um, swords, sword belts, hilts, mainly for jewels, for stones, for sacred stones. Um, um, it, it's it's sort of like there was one life where you had a fascination with the sword of Michael, you know, um, Archangel Michael, because Archangel Michael is the protector and the defender. Um, but you have this um, uh uh swashbuckling at nature that is um um very loving and very showy and and um somewhat theatrical and kind of fun and um it really dazzles people and it's 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 good i mean it's great because um in uh, you have been in several um courts as as Barbara was talking but you are you're a um uh uh there's a flashiness to you um there's a great uh sexuality to you uh there's a great um debonair polish and um ability uh to fight to be strong to be witty to be funny um there's a great sense of honor um and you're a very passionate lover And I want to say this is in the middle of the Middle Kingdom. Um, You did know Ignatian and Nefertiti very well. But I also want to say that um, uh, this uh, shows itself um, in the boyars of Kiev, so I'm talking about um, you know 1000s in in Russia, you know in 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 the Tartar even in the Tartar Kingdom of Russia, um, and and you are a highly philosophic spiritual being, but the way you got along and in when you weren't being a philosopher or a great advisor, as Barbara said, is you could masquerade really well as a warrior, you could masquerade really well as a dashing man um and you had a real ability actually in private with with stones with gemstones with weaponry with weapons but um it's more about uh, your uh, inner fascination with sacred geometry and and physics and and energy um and um and masonry um but in 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 public you're a real um you're a real peacemaker, but there's something that's um, exciting and theatrical and swashbuckling about you. I mean, you knew the Cossacks. You you have a life in ancient Mongolia, in ancient Russia, as as well as Egypt. And um, there is a life in, in the 19th century, um, uh, early 19th century in this country, um, which was uh, difficult because you were – in slavery um but you did lead revolts because you have a great sense of justice and um you are you you have this ability of of um playing different roles and different identities and getting out of tight spots but most importantly helping other people get out of tight spots um so, um, God bless you, you know. You really have a great quicksilver ability in your soul, and, and it's great. Well,
4: I appreciate that. And uh, as far as my entire, uh, this lifetime, I have been wearing, wearing a kilt for the past 12 years. I, I've given up pants.
2: So That's I, I, I really interesting. That. that Those are all your Oriental and Egyptian lives, because Egyptian men wore the linen, you know. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes.
5: Yeah.
4: Well, thank you very much.
1: Okay, thank you for calling.
4: You take care, Barbara. Thanks, James.
2: (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Okay, we've got um, 818. Uh, We'll give it a shot. Hi. Hi, my name is Blue. Hi, Barbara. How are you doing? Hi, Blue. I'm doing fine. Um, Okay, James, you want to go first and then I'll hop in? We only have 10 minutes, so we're going to have to... Okay.
2: We'll make this quick. Um, could you say your name in just a sentence, please?
4: Blue. Blue
1: What's Widow. What's your name?
2: I'm sorry, I can't hear you. What's your name?
1: Blue Widow.
2: Blue Widow. Okay, great, great. Um, I want to go back to the shogunate in Japan with you. Um, And uh, I want to... uh. You have um, a real affinity with um, in in ancient Japan with the seasons of the flowers with the flower festivals um, with lotuses with orchids uh, with um, um, the cultivation of um, culture and beauty um, interior beauty exterior beauty um I want to and what spirit is showing me um, that you're prominent in a geisha school because the art of being the geisha is, is really about the, it is truly about hospitality and the tea ceremony, the flower ceremony, the tea ceremony, um, the honoring of warriors. Um, you have a real, um, um, graciousness and grace to you, um, ab- about that. And, um, you uh, lived a long time in that life um, in the palaces of the shogunate. Uh, even though there, there were strict honor codes, um, you were someone that, uh, through the beauty of nature, um, could, could soothe the savage beast and calm people down and um, did uh, create um, cultural, artistic... Uh, um, you, you would be one that, for instance, the emperor would call in um, to... Um, create diplomacy. Um, you would you would create statesmanship because of your natural grace and beauty
3: <coughs>
2: and um, uh, ability with interior design and manners as well as in um, soothing people. Uh, you also have a Chinese life that that borders on that uh, very, very um, intensely. Then there's a the life I, I want to, I'm being shown. That you did not. There's a period you didn't incarnate, but you are in spirit, and you're very much into the realm, the elemental realm of the elementals. You're very much into um, uh, fairies, um, fairy creatures, um, the daintiness, the delicacy of of the woods, of the dew, of small beings, uh, and and uh, the, a real communication. With, with the elements in the elemental world. And there's um, just a delicacy and a sweetness and um, a childlike playfulness about you and in, all, in all your lives. You also have been, um, in the early part of the 20th century, you've been a nurse with all of these abilities, but you've taken it into medicine because there is in your heart, there is this need to help to heal, um, to resurrect and to rebuild. So you're quite an ancient, amazing spirit. Congratulations.
3: Thank
1: you. Okay, <clears throat> and I just want to take you real quick back to about uh, 1223 in in the Great Britain area, certainly Eastern uh, Western Europe. Um, here, this is a lifetime in which you worked as a. Um, you, you were in. Religious service. You were copying religious texts, and I see you with ink on your hands constantly. You were one of those that did the the illumination of the letters in the in the Bibles and stuff. You painted the, the those elaborately beautiful um, letters that that had all the decorations on them. You have a sense of beauty and a sense of Magic inside of you and and the I, I see rich golds and rich reds and rich blues and rich greens and you 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 dedicated your life to creating beauty for people to see and read and and to be inspired by the words and the pictures that you were you were replicating you have that same Love of beauty and and creation of beauty this lifetime, whether it 's with paints or whether it 's with flowers, you are a very magical person, and it feels as though the, the the draw of beauty of richness of quality is something that you are constantly drawn to and, and it constantly resonates to you because you have such an appreciation. Uh, for the work that goes into it so that so that there is a sense here of wanting to recreate some of that richness in your own life. And I do feel as the years go by, you're going to continue to evolve so that you are surrounding yourself with more and more of a richness of fabric, a richness of color. Um, it It does enhance your character and it helps you to Feel more a part of the beauty that you're surrounding yourself with. You have an amazing spirit. There is a great deal of magic here, and thank you for calling. <laughs> thank you, and I do want to add that uh, I, Claire, audience, heard. I kept hearing sprites, so I I associate with the sprites. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are an elemental,
2: uh, absolutely. You're a fairy, absolutely. You have been, absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And also, um, I'm a vegan, so vegetarian. Okay. Well, that's it, folks. We are done. And James, I will have you back soon.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.